Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Have you come to destroy me, Obi-Wan? I will do what I must. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam. We're talking about the finale of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Joining me to discuss it, my partner in crime, hitting the, <laughs> hitting the best part of the music... It's Stefan. How you doing, buddy? Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> see, see, you you open with that. Hello there. Don't talk and, about openings and that that saying because apparently it upsets people. See, I, we should have discussed this before we started recording. Okay, so <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> what we should have discussed was I don't think we should carry it on because we're ruining something for people. Okay, no, you're, you're okay. Okay. However, now you've done this as part of the introduction, which I was really proud of, by the way. I mixed all that in. I was that was really fantastic. Chuffed. I'm very proud of you. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I and then you've lowered, for ruining it. You've lowered the tone. I'm um, so sorry. So we, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, we, um, we made a joke that about going to a certain comic con, yep. dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the robe. And basically being a flasher, where every time you flashed... Hello there. It was a joke, obviously. Very, very much a joke. And we laughed, and we kind of left I'm it. That was it. Laughing. It was done. Yeah. It was done. You know, it was a stupid joke in the moment, and it's done. We and you watched the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, the finale, the last line, you know, he meets Luke for the first time, and... Hello there. Me and you watched that, and we're both just like, oh, he said the line, that's amazing. And we, we messaged each other. Neither of us were even thinking of the stupid throwaway joke that we made. But apparently... Yeah. However, <laughs> since then, we, we've we had some messages. We've, we've had some feedback. Um, and I think we'll start this show with a little bit of a feature known as Stefan is dead to me. Um, <laughs> so many people. I, I have I have relayed one message to him and forwarded one email to you. Yeah. I have 18 here. <laughs> 18 of them basically calling you bad words. I'm so sorry. Like, I know it doesn't sound like I'm sorry right now. He, does, I'm he isn't crying. sorry. He's not sorry. He's I laughing like, too much I'm, for anyone to be sorry. Oh, I'm crying with laughter, but I am genuinely sorry. Hello there. <laughs> So, so, to be clear, here's a running theme. I mean, I could read all 18, but there's a running theme. So, I'm just going to tell you, the running theme is you... I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to replace a word they used a lot with the word fluffy. Okay. You fluffy fluffer. <laughs> You've ruined that for me. I'd waited ages to hear him say that line, and as soon as he did, all I could think about was your fluffing, flashing joke. Sincerely yours, fact. a severely fluffed off listener. I, I love the fact that like, no one knows what I look like, so I'm just going to reiterate. Imagine, like, Ryan Reynolds crossed with Hugh Jackman crossed with, like, Chris Hemsworth. Hello there. And, to be clear, you kind of get what me and Sam look like. So, you, you know, it's you, fine. You, you say no one knows what you look like. You literally comment on our TikToks pretending you're not one of the co hosts. And it says yeah. in your bio, yeah. co host of Stuff and Things podcast. You know what? I had forgotten I put that in my bio, so I thought I was being really clever. <laughs> um, there's actually quite a lot of people on TikTok who have done like Star Wars or Marvel themed TikToks, and I just yeah. comment there going, ah. Oh, you should check out and then tag our TikTok. They're oh, really cool mate. and they do cool no. videos about this. And then no, you message me and you're like, dude, you know in your bio it says one half of stuff and that. I'm like, ah, oh, 
crap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's really cringe. Now I know you've done that a lot. Oh, oh so no. much, man. So much I've done that. Yeah. Oh, that's painful. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Hello there. So <laughs> we made the joke. I, I, I am genuinely sorry because if i spoiled the enjoyment of that for anybody i do feel bad because i absolutely love that moment yeah that was an amazing moment and yeah <laughs> I, I am genuinely sorry if uh... try saying it without smiling you get i can hear you <laughs> no i am <laughs> right right serious now Seri- serious face come on um it's a lot of people thinking about my penis that's it's weird it's weird i don't like it hello there hey hey um no it was an incredible moment, and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It was a, a throwaway joke that we had being silly, and I didn't realise it would uh, scar people as much as it has. Yes, uh, I mean, not I just the fault of it. Trousers but... at Comic Con. Yes, point. yes. Here is our vow: <laughs> if you see us at Comic Con and we're dressed as Obi Wan or Jedi in general, you're safe. <laughs> I promise, I'm wearing undergarments. Yeah. yeah, you are safe. Do not panic. However, as a bonus, if you come up to me and go hello there at Comic Con, you're an absolute hero. So there you go. You know. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think just being dressed as Obi Wan Kenobi at Comic Con, people will come up and say hello there, and they have no idea what. And they've got no idea what's that, what's about to happen to them. <laughs> hello there. Anyway, episode episode six. We need to stop. Hello there, because <laughs> it's going to be in my brain now. Um, I did add a sound effect, and I'm going to say this now because it's funny, right? And I'm going to get out of the way because I have not written any notes for this episode. People may think, wow, why have you not written any notes? I'll tell you why I've not written any notes. I don't need to write any notes. I've watched it three times. Fair play. I, um, I loved it. I watched it once very quickly to make sure I would avoid the spoilers. I watched it again later that day because I, you know, like when you got something in the air, like, oh, am I remembering it that right? Did I, did I really spot that? Yeah. And I watched it again. I was like, yes, I did. That's amazing. And then, like the third time, just again, I was just enjoyed it so much. I wanted to watch it again, so I did. And so I haven't written any notes because I don't need no damn notes. I'm it's ready all to go. In there. Yeah. But I do feel I've added this sound effect to our um to our board, and I feel like. This is what a lot of people are going to be thinking when I start going during this show. Nerd! <laughs> yep. I'm, very, I'm very expecting much. to hear that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, very much. So, um, yeah, this is the finale. So let's start with that as a discussion point. Do you want this to be the finale of the Obi-Wan Kenobi or would you like a season two? I want a season two in a movie. A season two and a movie. I have absolutely loved all six parts. And I know, especially if you read online and stuff like that, not everyone has. But personally, I have absolutely loved all of it. For me, it followed the whole thing of, if people were expecting to watch this and it just to be all action and lightsaber fights and everything else... They yeah. don't know Star Wars. Like, every single no. one of the Star Wars movies is build up, build up, build up, build up. Something yeah. happens at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And that's it. And this show, we have had build up, build up, build up, build up, and a couple of yeah. epic conclusions. Yeah. It, for me, it followed, maybe, okay, maybe every episode didn't have build up, build up, build up, epic finale, but... Yeah, I hear you. At least every other episode, for example, has had something big happen. Mate, so I'm, I'm delighted with followed, all the episodes. Yeah, I, I think it has followed the Star Wars trend of how they tell the story. Well, yeah. I'm going to jump in quickly on that point because yep. it feels like a really great segue to say when, when you talked about it follows the trend, we've discussed how we felt each part mirrored the films. Yep. You know, it was six-part series... And each one had something that felt like it mirrored. Did you spot anything in this episode that you felt was a mirroring? Um, I did, but not quite like part six to episode six, if that makes sense. I, okay. I saw like when um, Vader is chasing down the guys that have escaped and stuff. And they're firing at them and stuff. I was getting very much a case of, oh look, it's Leia and the Rebels being chased by Darth Vader again. This is really cool. 
from like a New Hope sort, the beginning of New Hope, where they're being chased. Oh, and I see. Yeah. Oh, you I mean you mean that. on the Star Destroyer? That's Sorry. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a very classic Star Wars opening, wasn't it? Yeah, I got that, and it was like, oh yes, Leia and the rebels running from Vader, being shot at. That was cool. There are a lot, Mm. um, uh, and I've seen a couple of very, very detailed uh, YouTubers have gone to like ten things they spotted. Oh wow. I only spotted one. <laughs> what was your one? Uh, so for me, the kind of similarity, and and there's more to it as well, but in uh, episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi, Vader is defeated, and we see his face as Anakin again. Yes, of course. In the, part six. He breaks Obi-Wan, the mask, and yeah. Obi-Wan wins that fight, and we do see his face uh, portion of his face as Anakin again now I want to talk about that scene in some detail and we will circle back to it yeah but... that, that will be a little bit later on yes yeah that was that was just my kind of I want to get that out there when I mentioned about do I want a season two I am genuinely on the fence about this um because mm. I loved this I felt that this put a, a shine on the prequel trilogy which, um, I don't know, the prequel trilogy is interesting to me because I, as a young a young man, enjoyed the original trilogy and I was at an age where really the prequels should have been my trilogy, if that makes sense. Yep. But I, I don't know, I just never really felt the same love for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the with time, you on that one. Yeah. By the time the episode three came out, I absolutely loved that film episode three i watched that in the cinema and that opening sequence where anakin and obi-wan are trying to rescue the chancellor and they're in their starfighters and there's the whole battle above curasant yeah and i'm just like this is this is amazing in the cinema that was that was incredible that was just such an uh, opening to a film it was next level yeah and i watched that film and i genuinely just felt so gutted for anakin like at the end of the film i was just like i i knew this was happening why has it impacted me so much it, it was answers. a real strange feeling really, considering like yeah. the films that we knew was four five and six and we know yeah. vader is anakin luke's yeah. father we know he's the bad yeah. guy and then you yeah. watch part three episode three and it's like uh, like you've said in the other podcasts it's like anakin make the other choice you're just desperate yeah. you're just desperate for it to go the other way you know, if they ever decided to make a what if series, I mean, it's just I think it's the only one they fans, need to make. Yeah, yeah, it's like the it is. It's like all the fans would just be in love with that. But the um, the idea, obviously, watching that film, and then as I've got older, though, I've watched them back as an old uh, older, and it's like whether life experience has given me more of this, but I just see more in the films now. Yeah, uh, the importance of Qui Gon. You know, he was a Jedi. When I was younger, just dismissed. He was a, you know, he was Anakin. He was Obi Wan's master. He's dead. You know, that's yeah. it. And he, Qui Gon, kind of showed as a person who was like, the reason they saved Jar Jar and not very yeah. good at lightsaber fights. That's kind of how he came across <laughs> against against Maul. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're kind of like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. And as you're older and you look back, you realise the massive importance he was because. You know, I'd, I'd done a lot of reading by then. I'd become much more of a nerd. Now I'm not hitting the noise. <laughs> and it just kind of like, you realise the importance. And so I think with the greater context given to by the Clone Wars as well, yeah, I feel like Order 66 hurts that more. <laughs> just like you see the clones and the relationships between them and the Jedi and it, it just hits different now. So going yes. into this series, like I said, it feels like it's just like a perfect full stop like the prequels and then there's this and that's it you know you're kind of done you you know you don't need anything else you know the everything is linked in together everything i everything i kind of worried about is i i feel is okay i feel like they've done a good job yeah they've set up other characters which i think could now appear in other star wars properties that are coming up uh reva for example yeah um but i so i want to see more <laughs> see i'm really on the fence with this if they announced obi-wan kenobi season two i would not want vader in that series i would not want luke and leia in that series no i would want that to be obi-wan's training with 
Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, yeah, learning more and stuff, yeah. So you could have that. So imagine another six-part series, literally a year later, and actually Obi-Wan, think of like the Mandalorian style, arrives at a place, got to, you know, overcome a problem, da 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 deal with it. Now imagine this is now the start of the rebellion. The rebellion's kind of been born. We're seeing it, the, the offshoots. I, I like the idea that Obi-Wan would, pra- although not perhaps active, because he is still keeping to his mission, you know, staying on Tatooine. Yeah. But I like the idea of him perhaps going off and, you know, maybe doing a couple of bits, you know, a couple of things just to help out. Like, oh. Having a weekend off Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a bit of a holiday every now and again. But you, you know what I mean? You could easily do that. An episodic show yeah. which doesn't involve Vader. Obviously, the looming threat in the background doesn't involve it. He's just going off doing these things. But the basis of it is the training with Qui-Gon. Because I think if they did a season two with Vader again, everything's like, oh, what, another rematch? <laughs> you know, that's not needed. It's it's kind of the way, everything I've yeah, set up. Yeah, the way this show ended with Vader and Obi-Wan, you yeah, wouldn't want anything else until no, episode four. Exactly. Completely agreed. Yeah. Right. That was Com- perfect. Like, really emotion-wise and everything, that was perfect. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. With However, you. I want more Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor is amazing as yeah. that character. Um, Alec Guinness did a fantastic job in the original trilogy, but to me, Obi-Wan Kenobi is Ewan McGregor now. Um, yeah. And he did such a great job in the prequels, which I think are now finally being appreciated. What a great job he did. Yeah. And now we're seeing him in this, and and yeah, I'd love to see him appear more, um, whether that's a season two, because there's another series look called Andor, now, Andor is a prequel series to Rogue One. And Rogue One is basically yes. a prequel film to episode four. <laughs> yep. So they the Andor like series... They do in the wrong order, don't they? they? They love to keep us on our toes, I think. So Andor is going to be following that character, um, Cassian Andor, and he is part of the Rebellion. And one of the interesting things in Rogue One is they portrayed his character and the Rebels as not being this perfect band of wonderful warriors who are fighting for peace and prosperity they were down and dirty and sometimes not the good guys yeah and i liked that in rogue one i don't know how far they're going to go with that in the series i like the idea that we're going to see a little bit of a kind of uh a nasty element a bit of a kind of this is a rebellion (laughs) people are going to get hurt you know this is going to get nasty um And so I like that, and I I just thinking to myself, you know, there are characters that we've just seen in Obi Wan, timeline wise, could fit perfectly into Andor, and I don't think they've confirmed exactly when Andor's set. So that could be I, fun to see little characters popping up, and well, I mean, Reva's one that I think could work brilliantly. Mm. Roken um, as well, is it Rocken? Roken? Uh, the the pilot mean, of the um, the getaway ship. Yeah, Ice Chip, as I like to call him. He's yeah. Ice Cube's son. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah no, he's Ice. like he seems a good character, and he was given that line by Obi-Wan about how you know yeah. you're a real leader and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Well, that, okay. that was that was that was my thinking as well. Yeah, definitely that guy. Um, you could see these these characters. You, you could easily see them popping up. And yeah. I like that idea. And with Andor, depending on when it's set, because, of course, if they've got an idea with Andor being multiple seasons, for example, they could literally start season one where Obi-Wan's just finished. And then you've got a run of nine years up to when Rogue One happened. Sorry, eight years, eight and a half, nine years till Rogue One. You know, you could literally be writing a series to go. If they're only planning one and done's, a bit like what Marvel seemed to be for the most part, then obviously it's just going to be, you know, and or, and it's probably going to be six months before Rogue One or something. Yeah, I think it would be strange for them to introduce the characters they have without tying them in with other things. But yeah. we've said the same thing with Marvel, so you never quite know. Like Moon Knight, for no. example. Surely Moon Knight is not a one and done. Well, I'd actually, like apparently that. it is, but... Yeah. Will he appear in other things? Will other people appear? You know, you don't quite know. And I think the Star Wars, they're keeping it the same way. Yeah. Keep well, me on well, your that... toes. Like, we're all yeah. watching it again. Surely Obi-Wan was not just a one and done. That was, yeah. you know, he's just walked off into the canyon with Qui-Gon. Surely that's not one and yeah. done. But actually, well, if it was a one and done, 
it's still going to be held as a wow that still was incredible very good yeah and um interestingly kathleen kennedy the head of lucasfilm has said that they are open to the idea of a season two the plan was always it was one and done that was always the plan but they are listening to the fans and looking at the engagement with with the show yeah and Ewan McGregor basically said, <laughs> you know, they asked me to do this, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, yes. Um, He's happy to go along for the ride, yeah. Yeah, uh, just a final thought then on other stuff. Aidan Christensen is slated to continue as Anakin Darth Vader in the Ahsoka series. Now, that interests me for two reasons. One, anyone who's watched The Clone Wars will know the dynamic between Sky Guy and Snips. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't watched that will wonder what the hell I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> but, I'm far enough into it now to get that. It's okay. Good, good. I'm proud of you. But when Ahsoka is set is in the Mandalorian timeline. Mm. Vader's dead. So we are either going to be getting Clone Wars flashbacks in live action, which I'm here for, by the way. Yes. Or we're going to be getting an Anakin Force ghost. A lot of people have asked, how in the hell did Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker get to know each other and talk? Daddy introduced them. Yeah. That's a weird setup. Yeah. Yeah, that's a intro. I, I just... <laughs> Padawan, Luke's my son. <laughs> yeah, there is a... I don't know. I'm um, I'm wondering about that series a lot now, and I love the fact Hayden Christensen's involved. And the fact that they edited Return of the Jedi so that Hayden Christensen was... The yeah, Anakin did, yeah. that we saw yeah. means that he's already been a Force yeah. Ghost, so we know he can do it. Yeah, I love, it's quite interesting to me that they did that. And a lot of people got really angry, and I, I do understand why people got angry about that, and that's fine. And the original actor, I, you know, the guy got paid, etc., but he still gets paid now, and he's still credited original Anakin. But the reason why they did that is because they realised that people were going to watch these films in order. Once 1, 2, and 3 was released, a new generation would come to these films and they wouldn't watch 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. Yeah. They'd watch 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. And because of that, it needed continuity. You know, you needed that in there. And they made that change. I, I, I agree with it. I think they did the right thing, personally. It, it linked them together very well, so yeah. But the yeah. fact that we know that that Anakin is already a Force ghost yeah. means it's very realistic that we could think... That's how yeah. he's going to appear. And and he does appear to Luke in that moment. You know, Luke is burning the body of Vader, yeah. the suit, and that's when he appears. Stood next to Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. I do want to point something out as well, and I hope that... <laughs> this is so stupid, like, such a nerd thing again. Nerd! Had to be done for this one. Basically, we know that Yoda required training to become a force ghost we know that obi-wan is requiring training to become a force ghost yeah anakin just worked out anakin's just badass yeah yeah anakin just like oh i died now i'm here i'm good yeah. oh this is weird yeah i kind of like i kind of like the idea of something okay i kind of like the idea of anakin constantly being in conflict as vader and constantly perhaps qui-gon appearing to him I like the idea of just being like, hello, Anakin, like, I'm Vader, I'm Vader, I'm a badass. Yeah, whatever, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> the idea of Qui-Gon just getting in his head all the yeah, time. This isn't the training I meant for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of that. When but... I said teach the younglings a lesson, this isn't quite yeah, what I meant. Ooh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, Uncle. <laughs> Uncle. Um, yeah, it's cool Anakin for childcare services. <laughs> I So in this episode, then, let's pick out a mm -hmm. few things. I want to pick out the Reva story first, okay? okay? So Reva, we know she's found out about Luke, and me and you called it last week. She's just like, hey, child of Anakin, I'm going to kill that son of a... <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm on that. And she goes, and she goes to Tatooine, and she's asking after... She's worked out, you know, she's after that farmer... Yeah, and the he gets warned. Um, and I I liked that we got to see them, Amvaru, Uncle Owen. I I liked that we got to see them in their kind of because because we yeah. don't, you know, the the role is just kind of background characters. He's just grumpy all the time. <laughs> Drink your milk. You're not leaving the planet. Yeah, oh, she, she's yeah. she's serving up the blue milk. He, he's grumpy. Um, 
I also like that there was a little bit of a line between the two. And you notice when he's there talking about someone's coming, we got to be ready. Hmm. She's the one who's got the guns prepared. Yeah, she went straight to the cubby hole. Like, yep. And and she's go. and she's also like, and he says, oh, Ben's gone. He's like, oh, and whose fault's that? Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. No chill. Mm. Yep. Wow, yeah. Uh, so it's a very real relationship we're seeing there. <laughs> I feel that was... That was quite cutting. That was yeah. that was nice. Um, Ben's not here to protect us because you were in a loss. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, and whose fault's that, Uncle Owen? Yeah. So they, she goes, she get the guns. They're prepared. They've talked to Luke. Oh, the Sand people are here. You know, they're raiding places. So <laughs> the Tuscans are raiding. If anything goes yeah. wrong, run. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Save here. Uh, you know, you, you'll be all right. You know, but you know what to do if things go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I was like. Okay, they they got a plan. And in my mind, I'm thinking, are they actually going to have them take out Reva? I mean, Reva's hurt, which kind of balances it a little bit. But I'm kind of like, they really think that a couple of blasters are going to take out Reva? Um, I liked the idea of them fighting. I liked that. I liked that, you know, it wasn't just them waiting for Obi-Wan to show up to save them. Yeah, it wasn't a case of we're going to lock ourselves under the cupboard under the stairs and hope that Ben turns and hope, up. Yeah, yeah, hope for the best. No, they no, were I, like, I right, like... take position, get your rifles ready, here yeah. we go! <laughs> I, I, love, I like the fact that they cared that much about Luke as well, um, which, yeah. again, it kind of is there, it's implied, but the interactions are always so grumpy. You're kind of like, is he just looking after him begrudgingly? Does he actually hate him because of his father? Yeah, no, he does seem you know? to actually be there for him absolutely loves him you're willing to die for him yes that, that's the reality and and i i think getting to see that helps me a lot with their characters yeah. um episode four these two people got killed and i kind of went, mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah whatever. i know burning bodies oh well yeah like oh whatever they they were the obstacle from our hero becoming a hero they got killed and i was like yay <laughs> that's bad, isn't it <laughs> it is it's, it's messed up we have their background in the prequels, and I was still like, hmm, whatever. You know, I'm not that fussed about yeah. them. Yeah. Takes Luke to them. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah, baby, whatever, go away. And that's how the, you know, the prequels ends. Yeah. And then now, I've, you know, interactions to this point. I mean, he was ever so cut into Obi-Wan. He was dead mean to Obi-Wan earlier on. Yeah. Grumpy all the time. And then this episode, finally, I feel like, oh, wonderful people i know i'm upset yeah. the empire yes, killed you <laughs> yeah yeah i am now absolutely good and also by the way knowing now that they got killed by the storm i like to think that they took a lot of those stormtroopers with them i like to think there was a fight there yeah that was a decent <laughs> now now knowing what happened i'd like to think that them two took out a friggin battalion by themselves because yeah. they were they were no chill at all they were throwing um, plant pots and all sorts yeah they were yeah exactly um but like we said so reva does get there does go to the moisture farm does track them down does manage to defeat both of them get past them doesn't kill them which again when that was happening i was kind of questioning it in my head like this is reva she's literally been cutting through people what the hell has changed yeah She's there to kill a child. It's not like she's suddenly going to be like, no, I'm just going to kill him. Everyone else can stay nice and safe. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. But actually, with the way it finished, I think it did make sense. I I think her, when she got there, she was actually in conflict. Yeah, there was a lot of conflict going on. And when she found Luke, it kind of came to the front. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk about the similarities between part six and episode six. I think you could actually look at Reva and say she's mirrored the Vader story in a way, or Anakin rather, but she's made a better choice at the end of it. You know, she could have, yeah. you know, Anakin in that moment, the Emperor's windows on top, he's winning that fight. Anakin makes the choice in that moment to go to the dark side. Yeah. When Reva was standing over Luke, she kind of had that moment herself, you know, kill the kid there's no coming back from that i don't think if she had <laughs> killed the kid she would have been as bad as vader was yeah or as bad as anakin was so therefore yeah. she's and, becoming what she hated and and she kind of saw, literally saw herself on the ground yeah i thought that scene was brilliant i thought that was really really very good um i like i also liked as well which i think was such a natural kind of she comes back holding 
Luke like a lifeless body. Mm. And the two of them are obviously hurt from the fight and they're looking at her like, is she bringing back our dead kid like, to brag? <laughs> like, yeah. look, I found him and I killed him. What up? Now you can bury him. But she doesn't. She lays him down. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. And they don't, you know, like you see in a lot of stuff, it's like, oh, thank you for bringing, you know, people. No, 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 no. They just take him and go, like, get the hell away from him. And they're proper wary. Like, even when he moves, they're kind of like, we're going to come get him, but are you going to behead us for doing it? Exactly. Yeah. They're just real. And it was such a a trap. (laughs) It was a real moment. Don't you think, like, that's, that's real? That's how you would react. You wouldn't be all. Thank you for changing your mind. That's so good of you. Like, no, you just you really like, yeah. killed me and my wife, you bastard. Is this some sort of trap? Are we going to get close yeah. and then you're going to kill him in front of us? Yeah. Or are you going to kill us in front of him? Like, what is exactly. your what is your end game here? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, exactly. I, <laughs> they I'm, literally I'm grab him and run. You. Yeah. And they get the hell out of there. Yeah. And then we have, the, uh, which I think is a great scene with Obi-Wan and her, which, I, you know, he's kind of like, you're free. You know, we're both free now. You know, you've made the correct choice. You can now decide where you go from here. Because in in Star Wars lore, in all the books and everything, there's plenty of occasions of fallen Jedi that have then redeemed themselves. And, you know, and, and I think that in this moment, she can be that. She can redeem herself. I don't think she's a Jedi, but then I don't think she's a Sith. I think she's... I don't know, but I'm actually... Because her character throughout these six episodes I find quite interesting. I like the the storyline. And to a certain extent, the show has followed her as much as it has Obi-Wan. It's been a lot about her journey, hasn't it? From kind of, oh my God, look at her. She's like a badass Inquisitor to, oh no, she's actually a hurt youngling who wants revenge. Think about the actual very first scene of the show was a flashback of her. True. Yeah, Order 66. Yep. I mean, you said it at the time. It's like, you know, starting with Order 66 again, you bastard. (laughs) Why do you keep doing this to us? And then, of course, the flashbacks with Anakin, Anakin literally stabbing her. I mean, I do have to bring this up, and I do think this is important, because I do think in all this show, all the positive and everything, I do need to raise this. Why is it that Qui-Gon died from that and no one else seems to? This is something I've thought of. Like, that's two people in this show alone who have been stabbed in the stomach, and yeah, they're fine. Because my theory I, always was, even with the Qui Gon, when I was younger watching yeah. the film, I was like, "But surely it would cauterize as soon as it goes yeah. through." So, like, don't get me yeah. wrong, you're in trouble, you're going to yeah. be injured, but you're yeah. not going to bleed out. No, and no, I don't know how well a stomach would work with a perfect circle through it quarterized or not i feel like i don't know whether some trouble but we we you know reva basically stabbed through the kind of side i mean we know that the grand inquisitor has multiple stomachs so i'm guessing he's just lost one yeah but reva carries on you know she she's hurt but she's not she's not died like qui-gon did and you know we see in the uh the sequel trilogy you know the healing the force healing going on between uh, some some stabs to the old stomach area as well. Yeah. And I, I just my only thought is that Qui Gon decided in that time. Like, I'm done. This is my time. I'm done. A bit a bit Yoda ish. Yeah. Um. Or or perhaps you know we we basing this on because he looks human. He's human. He's got the same anatomy. Perhaps he's slight different species. That's where his heart was. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But it does. Like many I guys, did a... heart in his stomach. Yep. Yeah, I did, yeah, literally. Yeah, I did a TikTok of him giving a side eye to Obi Wan, which I think everyone's always laughed at. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a clip from episode one. I just titled the clip on TikTok. It was like Qui Gon overseeing everyone surviving a stab to the stomach. Just like really. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So I did just want to raise that and then throw it away. But um, she does survive, and I I do think the way it's set up, we will see her again. Where I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see if they do bring her back or whatever. Yes. You know, maybe maybe that's a season two. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it was interesting to me anyway. Um, obviously, uh, we have the storyline with Leia in this episode. Now, uh, Leia is in on the ship. It's getting blasted. Obi Wan says he's just after me. His yeah. rage, his focus is me. 
let me take the drop ship. Let me go in a different direction. He will follow me. And they're all like, no, no, you don't have to do that. I'm watching it and I'm kind of like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> he is absolutely right. Vader is one track minded in this. Yeah, that um, is the option. That, that is the it, only option. It literally is. Um, so that's what he does. Leia's not happy about it. Um, he makes, uh, I'm still going to call him the fake Jedi promise to take <laughs> him back home. The babysitter, we call him. Yep. The babysitter, as he is now. Um, and she's not happy. But there's this beautiful little thing that happens. And it, to me, it was such a throwaway. I never even realized it until Lola showed up in his pocket is she's playing with these two kids who are scared and she's using Lola to distract them. Yep. And she says to Obi-Wan, oh, you know, they're scared, so I was Lola. And Obi-Wan says, well, maybe I should have her next. And she sneaks it on to, like, into and his pocket. And she sneaks, yeah, she sneaks it into his pocket. Yeah. Oh, cute. mate. So cute. Yeah, heart, heart melt moment. <laughs> Just yeah. like, oh, that kid. Um, I, I genuinely thought as well that was the last time we were going to see Leia. Um, but of course we then do see her later on. So Obi-Wan does take the ship and leave. We're going to come on to what happens next on that in a moment. But later on in the episode, he does actually return Lola to Leia. Yeah. Um, it's a really nice scene with, uh, Senator Organa, etc. there, but before he gets there, there's a pretty big difference in Leia. Um, the first time we see her, or we think it's her, there's a whole team of handmaidens and everyone there getting her dressed, getting her ready. Yeah. And she's she's actually trying to run away from this. This time Here, she's there getting oh herself no. ready. She's absolutely getting herself ready. And one of the things she puts on at the end is a holster. That Obi-Wan holster, gives her. Yes. That Obi-Wan gives her and she's like, it's empty. He's like, well, I'm not giving a 10-year-old a blaster. I love that. <laughs> like, like he had to explain why it was yeah. empty to her. Like, come on, you're 10, kid. Yeah. But then he has that moment of like real levity with her where he's like, but you won't always be 10. It's yeah. like you have got probably a fight coming in your future, kid. Uh, but Leia's, you know, she's transformed by this experience. We've seen her, um, you know, a kid who wants to run away, uh, smart, sassy. But I think by the end of these six episodes, this 10-year-old is like, oh, okay, so I know what I need to do. Yeah. Like, I know what leadership is, and this is how I'm going to do it. And Organa's, and she's like, oh, I'm here to learn, but I'm going to do it my own way. And I was like, oh, wow, what a line. How how accurate is that line for Leia? Yeah, especially with what we see. Yeah, so I love that. Obi-Wan arrives. It's a really beautiful reunion. Now, me and you talked a lot about how are they going to address the issue. The episode four message where she appears to be addressing a stranger rather than what up, Obi-Wan? And they <laughs> do. Seem... And I am so yeah. happy that they did. And how chuffed were you that we basically called it as that's the way they're going to do it? Yeah, it's going to be a secret message. If you ever need me, contact me. But you need to be careful because if people know we know each other, we're all in trouble. Yeah. yeah. yeah I just Because it didn't need more than that. Like me and you had said like, oh, you know, perhaps he says to her, Oh, you know, uh, General Kenobi, if I ever hear you say that, I'll know, you know, I'll know you need me. Yeah. But no, it didn't need that much detail. It just needed him kneeling down with her. She calls him Obi-Wan as well, which is lovely. Uh, but yeah, just that little bit of, you know, we have to be careful. Yeah. You know, people can't know that we know each other, you know. And so it all makes sense. And it ties in beautifully because, of course, there is the scene as well in episode four when Luke storms into the room and says, I'm here with... Ben Kenobi, and she says, Ben Kenobi, like she jumps up excited. Yes. And so it works perfectly. The message, formal. Anyone intercepts this, they're not going to know that they're bezies. They're just yeah. going to think it's a formal message. But once later on, here with Ben Kenobi, I just, everything about that, I, I loved it. Um, someone pointed something out to me the other day, which I've never thought about. And ever since they pointed that out to me, I can't get it out of my head. So I'm going to say it to you as well and see if it messes you up too. Okay. In the moment that Obi-Wan dies in episode four, he looks across and sees Luke and Leia together for the first time. Yep. He smiles and surrenders. Yep. So his last 
living site where the Anakin, where the child, children of Anakin together. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just me. No, you, you seem to be doing better than me. I bored my eyes out for like 45 minutes. Really dusty in here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll settle this. I'll bring it back. Hello there. Way. <laughs> so if you hear hello there now, your instinct is way. Oh, that's not good. It's really not good. <laughs> Follow, um, followed by, do you want to see my lightsaber? No, it's... <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, anyway. Um, Hello there. So, no, it's really bad. <laughs> it's We're so ruining bad. this for people. I'm sorry. We're a serious podcast. We are a serious podcast. Lucas, feel my apologise if you're listening. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. We ain't never getting that deal now. Yeah. It's that. Anyway. That or Lucas, film. We're going to release a TikTok of a guy going, "Hey, hello there," and I'll be like, "Ah, they're ah, they're they re- they're really not. No, probably not. <laughs> they are really no, not. Probably not. But it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was a nice idea whilst we were invited to the Star Wars convention next year. <laughs> Something tells me we're not now. Do you know what? I hadn't even thought of that until you just said that. That's. I should probably just delete this whole podcast and start again and cut that out. <laughs> Why is this podcast only 10 minutes long? Because Stefan's a dick. No. Um, and he swears a lot as well. Mate, what are you doing to me today? What, dick is not a swear word? Anyway. Moving on swiftly. Moving on. uh, Stefan was just referencing a abbreviation for Richard. Exactly. The name Richard. Or a detective. A private detective. Here we go. Moving on. Moving on. Um, we now need to talk about the big part of the episode. Yes. And that is the rematch of the century. Now, when this show was announced, Kathleen Kennedy basically said it's going to be the rematch of the century. Both Ewan McGregor and Aidan Christensen said we're, we, we're excited because we get to have another swing at each other. Yes. In an earlier episode, Vader beat the crap out of Ben. Yep. And everyone went, was that it? What the... F-? <laughs> People were yeah. angry. Oh, yeah. and People were angry. And then Hayden Christensen released like a little thing before mm. this episode came out, like a little interview. Yeah. yeah. Teaser thing. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I think this for me is... Oh, this is... No, screw it. I'm going to say it. This, for me, is the greatest lightsaber duel in Star Wars. Big claim. For me. Big claim. It is a big, big claim. And I'm going to tell you for now, the reason why, I think, is the emotion that goes with it. I was about to say, actually, yeah, thinking about the backstory of it all, you're probably right. I, I I think when you have the context, the characters... The emotion and the actual, the director, the cinematographer, everyone involved in these scenes, please have all of the awards because you did this. Like, you know, you always have that thing like, oh, when something's off camera, your mind can do so much better or so much worse. It's almost better not to see it. Yeah. I watched this. I don't think I could do better in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Everything <laughs> just, about it. like er, The lines that were said between them, worked. the actions, everything was there. Yeah. It, it just... the And for me as well, these six parts, and we, we identified it early, and people were moaning about, oh, you know, how could Obi-Wan be defeated by an Inquisitor? This is embarrassing. He's one of the best Jedi ever. And me and you were like, no, wait. Ten years living in a cave... Yeah. Ten years with a lightsaber buried in the sand. Ten years of basically switching himself off from the Force. Refusing to use it Refusing. at all. Refusing. Yeah. Absolutely. He just... He was defeated. The man was depressed. He was... Everything... He just wasn't himself. He says it. You know, I'm not the man I was. By part six, there's this amazing, amazing moment in this fight where Vader buries him under rocks. Yeah. And... I, again, and this is possibly over-reading, okay? Yeah. But in these episodes, we've seen Vader burn Obi-Wan. Yeah. Which is like an eye for an eye for what happened to him. And then he tries to kill him by suffocating, burying him alive, trapped, like Vader now is in that suit. Yeah, the symbolism symbolism is certainly strong. 
I mean, I, the, yeah, the symbolism is strong with this one. Yeah. Now, I could be completely over-reading that, overreaching, but to me, that's what came to my mind. And he calls he calls him weak. He calls everyone like, oh, you know, I can see you're, you know, you're more like your old self, but you're still weak. Yeah, you've got your strength back, but you're still yeah. weak. It's like, oh. And, and Obi-Wan's in there, and he's in that ground, and he's all those rocks, and he's trying to move the rocks, which made me laugh, you know, Jedi moving rocks. I loved it. Yeah, there was me chuckling again. It's, come on, Obi, it's the first thing yeah, you're talking about to move a yeah. rock. First, yeah, first, come on, move some bloody... What's the point of all that training if you can't move some bloody rocks? Yeah. Come on, mate. And then the thing that I loved is we got to then hear all of the pain, all of the horrible, horrible stuff that's in his head, all of the neurosis, everything that's been torturing him for 10 years vanish as his mind cleared and his focus went to hope, to the children, to Leia, to Luke, to the future. And in that moment, all of his... Yeah, he he was the Obi Wan Kenobi of episodes one, two, and three, and he and he effortless, boom, everything went. He then leapt up out of the hole. He then went back to Vader, and yeah. the lightsaber duel from that point on, he was in complete control. Yeah, you know, Vader didn't matter what he did. Obi Wan with the spins, the maneuvers, and he even uses the force to push him at one Pushes point. Pushes him back like, oh, and then pummels wow. him with rocks. Yeah, and that scene where yeah. he literally stands there, saber in one hand, both hands out, like the rocks lifting around him. I was like, "You are kidding me!" Yeah, Obi's and just back. smashes him, smash it. And Vader's, you know, he's struggling. He just like can't get his balance, can't get his bearings. Obi Wan smashes that panel on the front of his suit. Yeah, the smash uh, with the back of the lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, that was. But the thing is about that is like he was in such control. Like he was doing that, and you'd think, oh no, anger has taken over. But no, he was just in control and he was fighting in a kind of, I know how to defeat my enemy. He needs this to breathe. If he can't breathe, he can't fight. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, it was literally that was the way to to get to him. Like take his strength away. Yeah. Well, what's his strength? Well, at the moment, really, yeah. the suit which is holding him together. Yeah, and another little thing I thought of: Episode Six, Vader loses his hand. His suit's losing air. Yeah, you hear a very particular breathing noise. Yes, that you also hear in Part Six. A lot more of the rattling kind of yeah. breathing. And Obi-Wan then does that friggin' badass move where he cuts across his back, the cape, etc. Yeah. And then the run up, around, and smash. Slices across his helmet, busting his helmet open. Now, in this moment, I'm just like totally in the fight. I'm like, finish him! I know he can't. I know know that's not what's going to happen. But then I got hit by every emotion I can possibly get hit by. And I went from just being excited for a lightsaber fight like a kid, like I'm sat there on the edge of my seat, to being, I don't know, just an emotional wreck by the line, the simple line of Anakin. And, mate, when he looked up and you could actually see Hayden Christensen. Yeah! And I was, oh... And then whoa, whoa, that whoa, whoa, whole no. dialogue between them, I'm sat there like, oh, this is hitting every emotion. See, I, there's something in amongst this, and I know you all spotted this, because you're, you're someone, uh, you know, you you spot the symbolism. The way they used the light of the lightsabers on Vader, yep. and the way they used both voices, so oh, Hayden man, Christensen's voice, yep. mixing in with the same lines, obviously they, they got in there for Vader, James Earl Jones, what a hero. Yep. And the way, and so the blue lightsaber of Obi-Wan's across his face, and I don't, again, I am possibly reaching. No, nope, because okay, I'm going this, the same way as you are. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, you run with it then, I talk a lot, you go So, yeah, I'm watching this, and you've got the, the blue lightsaber is like the ultimate beacon of hope of a Jedi, basically. You know, you start with that. Mm-hmm. When you become the Jedi Master, you get a green lightsaber, but everyone knows the blue lightsaber. And yep. Anakin, as Anakin is talking, you have this blue light kind of over him and stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah. that is literally the good side of the good yeah. side of what is left of him. And then as yeah. the conversation goes, that light fades and is replaced by the red. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god! Like the, the pure symbolism behind. Yeah. This is yeah. like Anakin is literally saying, 
like you have nothing to be sorry for i am not your failure yeah and like taking that blame and releasing obi-wan yes. from the blame yeah man that's it yeah that was anakin wasn't yeah it? anakin was... was releasing obi-wan kenobi yeah. from the blame but at the I... same time you then literally see vader take over again you did yeah. not kill anakin skywalker i yeah. did and it's like oh that that moment that line because the first time i saw it mm. Uh, I was just like you. I was like, Anakin speaking, blue, Vader cutting in, it's gone to red. And like you, it was like a transition of Anakin's there for a moment, but then it turns to red. And when Obi-Wan says, then my friend is truly dead. Yeah, that just walks. By the way, him walking off, I think was so much, so much in that Vader knew he lost to him again. Yeah. You know, he didn't, a lot of people look at it and go, if Obi-Wan had just killed him in that moment, but you don't know what then happens. You know, the Emperor pulls out another apprentice who's a million times worse. You don't know. No, yeah. But the fact that Obi-Wan just went, oh, my friend's dead, and just left Vader there and says, you know, goodbye, Vader. Just like Darth. Goodbye, Darth. And it, you, yeah. it just, oh, that was so powerful. Like, so powerful that he just walked away from him again for the second time. I kicked your ass. And literally come at, come at me again, bro. And... That's it. <laughs> Just so good. Yeah. But that moment, you nailed that. I mean, that moment, that was Anakin talking. That where he's lit up blue and Anakin. That little bit of what was left of the, Anakin was there. The painful... And again, I go back to that episode three where every time I watch it, I'm pleading, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, Anakin. You are good. You know, you are good. And this is going to destroy you. Yep. And you see, even after he does all that, remember there's that scene on Mustafar where he's crying, you know, he kills all the separatists and there's a scene with the tear running down his face. Yeah. Because of the conflict, because of the... Anakin is still very much there. And you even see that in the end scene where he's sat in his palace, if you like, and the Emperor appears to him. Yeah. And the Emperor's basically questioning him, like, you know, well, you seem a little bit obsessed. Perhaps Anakin Skywalker's still still in there a bit and he's like no 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 you're my master you know i don't need to nope no you the boss yeah i'll do what you say boss yeah but we know because of what happens later yeah we know that what happens later proves that he was still very much in there yeah but that that moment that that was incredible television that was that was superb and the acting, Aiden Christensen, that must have been difficult to do when you consider the suit, the prosthetics. He obviously had to have to look that scarred and yes. battered. But Ewan McGregor's acting in that moment was insane, man. The emotion on that guy's face and in his voice. Yeah. But the thing that I think triggers it to be Anakin is Obi-Wan apologising to him. Yeah. I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm sorry for all of it. And then... The blue side, and he just says, he releases him. He's like, no, it's not your fault. Yeah, I am not your failure. And it's like, no. oh, no. That was that was immense. And also it leads into why Obi-Wan is like, Anakin's dead. Yeah. It's like, that's not Anakin. You know, that that I, I my friend said goodbye to me in that moment. Literally you know, was. Anakin yeah, dead. It, it was literally a case of, you know, I'm sorry, Anakin. Anakin yeah. replied... And then yeah. that was kind of like the last of what yeah. Anakin said. That was it. That was it. Yeah. And that was. And he says, "My friend is dead." Then my friend's dead. Because it's it's interesting. Because I think in that moment where he apologised and Anakin replied, it probably part of him thought maybe I could save him. Maybe maybe this is the moment. Maybe I can say like yep. Anakin, no, come on, take you know, let me let me, let me get you in a back to tank, dude. <laughs> yeah, we can fix it. Let's this. talk. Yeah, let's talk this out. Um, but no. The, the fact that it then you know went to red and the voice went more modulated more vader you know i i will destroy you and he's like do you know what you can't destroy nothing yeah layers darth Crazy. and he walked away to... and like i said the powerfulness of that him walking away are uh, just yeah uh, next level for me i i can't i can't say enough about it i mean i know i've just said quite a lot but I, I um, it feeds every, into anyone who, a new hope as well. They're meeting again in a new it's hope. Perfect. It was all just perfect. perfect. It's perfect. You know, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yeah. Everything, everything has happened in these six episodes leans to that perfectly. Yep. They, they wrote this, and the people who wrote it love Star Wars. Me and you talked about John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and me and you said going into this series, I'm a little nervous. 
the people who've made this series are the same people who are behind the sequels that me and you found a little bit ropey in places. <laughs> yeah, a lot of places. Yeah. So we were nervous. Yeah. But they, it was incredible. Everything they did absolutely was absolutely it. brilliant. Yeah. Um, final thing from me then, before I before if you want to jump in with anything, is obviously the appearance of Qui-Gon. Yes! Yep. Um, two parts to this. One, brilliant we got to see him. Great that they got him back to do that cameo. I love the fact he was a force ghost as well. I didn't know if it was just going to be a voice because there seemed to be some debate over whether Qui-Gon could actually manifest as a ghost, but he can. He's always been there. You just weren't ready to see him yet. Now, that was a great line, line. And I think I think comes from the point that it was Ben and now it's Obi-Wan again. Yeah. So that, that kind of fed into what me and you thought. The second thing, right, mm-hmm. is I think me and you could have a lot of fun with this. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon. Um, yeah, I've been here the whole time... Uh, your uh, relationship with that furry little Jawa dude, um, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. Uh, I've watched you do some shit. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> stuff, man. I have seen I, stuff. I've, I've, I've been here the whole time. I mean, the whole time, yeah. dude. Dude. <laughs> Jedi are not supposed to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I thought the conclusion, the ending, the music, the visuals... Um, him being introduced to Luke and saying the line, don't do it. Hello there. Um, I think was just perfect because every fan wanted to hear him say it. Yeah, we were desperate for the line. That was the line. Everybody. Yeah. And But the funny thing was, is by the time it happened, everyone had kind of forgotten it, I think. Everyone had kind of like, we're just so into the episode that when he delivered the line, it was like, oh yeah, yeah! I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the people who were just pissed at you about it. <laughs> so sorry. Um, so yeah, so that's me, man. I, I, I've talked so much about this. Is there any other things that I've missed or any other bits that you really want to talk about? I think more we on? have covered everything. I think we have, yeah. we have done it justice. I hope. I hope so. Um, I want to encourage anybody. If you've watched this, listen to this podcast, watch it again. You'll enjoy it even more. Trust me. And I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who interacts with us with this show, because the star Wars shows, you see a lot on social media about star Wars fans being toxic our experience, 90% of everyone listening to this and joining in is really positive. Uh, even if you don't agree, it's done in a kind of, oh, I don't agree with that because of this. And that's fine. I love that. Debate stuff. That's brilliant. Be positive and debate and discuss things. That's what fandom should be yeah. for me. It shouldn't be about hatred and having a go, like my opinion's this, and if you disagree with it, you're wrong. Yep. It should be about, oh, that's a great idea, but what about this? And that's... That's where it's fun. With Star Wars... Yeah. It's fun. It is so much fun to do that because there is no right answer. It's fiction. It's science fiction. Yeah. It is literally out there for us all to debate and have fun with. So a massive thank you to everybody who gets in touch with us. Um, we will obviously be back. If you only listen to us for Star Wars content, that's great. Thank you so much. If you've listened to us for this, but you've not listened to any of our other shows that you might be interested in, check out our website. It's all the W's, stuffandthangspodcast.com. If you go there, you can see a full library of all the shows we talk about. Plus, all of our past shows are there all. You just click and you can listen on any device, anywhere. You can stream it anywhere you are. We will be back uh, talking more and lots of various things. But keep an eye on that. Our Facebook page keeps you updated as well. It's also a bit of an entertainment news hub. um, So make sure you like that and you can follow it. Instagram's going again. The TikTok just basically posts stupid jokes. Pretty much, because we've given up with really intelligent input because that doesn't get any views, but silly jokes do. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I, I, think we'll, well, I think we'll try and keep up with some intelligent stuff as well. Right. But but overall, it just... I've got a Jedi road normally, around somewhere. I'm sure I can TikTok something. It's stuff for funniness. Hello there. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll be back really soon. More Star Wars content coming, uh, and or season one. Keep an eye on our Facebook page, but announce when it's out. Everybody, you all take care. May the force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week. Anakin. Anakin is gone.
am what remains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. <laughs>